Good morning, and welcome to O'Readers Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Kathy Kay, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Monday, August 14th. 2017, and we are reading from the big book. We are on page 83, the third paragraph that begins, there may be some wrongs we can never fully write. We will be studying that one paragraph. Today's readers are um, Deborah Kay on the 12 Steps, Maggie S. on the 12 Traditions, and reading the text. Becky K., Marie J., and Gina R. The reference numbers for yesterday, Sunday, um, the special edition on August 13th is 10,303. And for this morning, August 14th at 7 a.m., the reference number is 10,306. Oh, Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Deborah Kay to read the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Good morning. This is Deborah Kay calling from beautiful Coopville, Washington. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, Admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, Continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. 
Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. Thank you so much. Thank you, Deborah Kay. And I will now ask Maggie S. to read the 12 traditions of OA. Good morning. This is Maggie S., recovered in Western New York. May I be heard? Can you hear me? Yes, you can, Maggie. Go ahead, please. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Please go ahead. I think I was unmuted. I'm sorry. Maggie S. recovered in Western New York, the 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, thus problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, Anna. Thank you, Maggie. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share in what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page 83, the third paragraph. I will now ask Becky Kay to get us started. Thank you, Katie. Hi, everyone. This is Becky Kay, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Maryland. There may be some wrongs we can never fully right. 
We don't worry about them if we can honestly say to ourselves that we would write them. If we could, it, we could, we would write them if we could. Some people cannot be seen, so we send them an honest letter. And there may be a valid reason for postponement in some cases, but we don't delay if it can be avoided. We should be sensible, tactful, considerate, and humble without being servile or scrapping. As God's people, we stand on our feet. We don't crawl before anyone. Well, what I really like about this paragraph is that it tells me, okay, it's now time for me to make amends, but I have to sort of be strategic about what to do, how to do it, and and even um, who to do it to, sort of in an order. And it says very, very specifically here that we have to start categorizing our amends. And uh, one of the tools of program is action plan. And so when I was getting ready to do the amends, I did an action plan following these steps. And basically, with the aid of my sponsor, my categories are, okay, here are, number. it was four categories. One, you make amends to these people right away. Two, you wait on these amends. Um, three, you do not make these amends because it wouldn't serve any good or, or no good would come of it. Or four, I had people on my amends list that weren't applicable. You know, they may have hurt me, but I didn't owe them an amends. And so what was very helpful is that then I could start, after I did the list, I could categorize them and begin to move forward. And I, I, I really um, can't tell you enough how much my sponsor really helped me. And, and then I was able to sort of look at it not only sort of a, a, a pecking order, if you will, of what to do and how to do it, but that helped me because I, it was very overwhelming. I had this whole list and, oh, my gosh, and how do I do this? When do I do this? And instead of being overwhelmed, I had this action plan that I could do it in a very strategic way that obviously had worked from all the people who have penned this book before me. So thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Becky Kay. So who would like to share on this paragraph today? Marie J. Carrie S. Mary Mariska H. Jennifer P. Okay, let's stop there. For now, I have Marie J. Carrie S. Miriam Rifka H. and Jennifer P. Please go ahead, Marie J. Thanks, Kathy. Thanks for your service. This is Marie J. I'm recovered in Colorado. And I think, uh, for me, the most important message here is don't delay. And uh, I have to be honest in my attempts to reach those that need to be reached. And if I do all that I can, and I still can't get it done, then it's important to accept that and to know that that's what's best. And I don't have to know why. Um, I do need to move on and know that that's the will of my higher power. And and that I can tend to sit in some morbid reflection about that. Like I won't recover because I haven't done my amends perfectly. And I can go straight to perfection if I don't think, if I think that I'm not 
doing this exactly right or, you know, somehow I won't get the prize or I won't keep the prize. But what I'm learning in the process is that I'm human and inherent in uh, the human job description is imperfection. And once I begin to surrender all of me, the good and the bad, just like, just like in the seven-step prayer, you know, God, take all of me good and bad and imperfect. I surrender to my higher power and I begin to accept that and even start to honor all the parts of me. You know, I'm not supposed to be perfect. And now I have this process and it's called the 12 steps. And that gets me through and it helps me to live a sane and useful life. And continue doing this over and over you know it's never the end of my ninth step it just becomes a tenth step and and I get to continue to learn and grow and and it helps me to begin to love and accept myself so that I can love and serve others so it's not about doing it perfectly it's about humility for me knowing that I won't do it perfectly and doing it anyway and trusting and surrendering the outcome giving it over to higher power and being able to be in acceptance that whatever the outcome is, it is exactly the right outcome. It's exactly what was intended for me and trusting that that's the truth. Thanks very much. Thank you, Marie J. Carrie S., please go ahead. Good morning, everybody. This is Carrie S., gratefully recovered in Golden, Colorado. Uh, Grateful to be able to be on the line. And so what this brings up for me, I looked up the definition of humble, not proud or arrogant, modest, courteously respectful, to make meek. So to me, this is showing I have to be humble in my heart when when I'm doing this and when it came time for me to do my first ninth step. I went to my sponsor and I said, you know, here's my, here's my ex-husband who was an alcoholic and physically abusive with me. And how do I find what's my part in this? And we talked it over and, you know, and I wanted so much to be, you know, uh, to go honestly and humbly, what was my part and to, you know, come to find out that it would be, it would be damaging for me to go to him. And so I, you know, I wrote, I did a letter, wrote this, you know, it took the action of writing a letter and burned it. And, and that to me was, was what I needed to do. And, and then when it came time for my, to make amends to my son, after I I sat with him and spoke with him, you know, it was, I wasn't servile or scraping. And I looked up the definition of servile, slavishly submissive or obsequious, which is uh, obsequious, another word for deference. And so it didn't have anything to do with him. It had everything to do with me and my actions and choosing this alcoholic stepfather for him and owning my part in that and, and you know, and saying how I was going to change, you know, don't be, don't be sorry, be different. And I was ready to be different. And and what I've what I chose to do is over the last five years, I actually bring fresh flowers to my face to face meeting. And when somebody asks me why I bring fresh flowers, I say it's this action that I'm doing. It's in honor of not being the mother that I wanted to be, but I can show up for my son now in this beautiful way. And it's this this symbol uh, that I love and adore the mother that I 
can be now. And so this program has taught me to just be humble and to own my past. And um, I'm just really, really grateful to to be able to share that on the line this morning and not um, and just to, as God's people, we stand on our feet. We don't crawl before anyone. So with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Carrie S. Miriam Rifka H., please go ahead. Miriam, I can't hear you. Press star one. Okay, I think we'll move on, and hopefully Miriam will come back in. Jennifer P., are you able to share now? Yes. Hi, Kathy. Uh, This is Jennifer P. Can you hear me? I can. Thank you. Great. Um, Thanks for your service. And um, Jennifer P. in New Jersey. Um, I just, um, the part about we can't always make amends to the person directly, like in the case of if they're no longer alive, you know, I Maybe had to write my dad a letter. He had died before I even came into the program. I came in pretty young, but I really wasn't available to him at all when he was ill, um, and I just, you know, I, I couldn't couldn't do it. Um, or I did the best I could, but I could see from doing my fourth and fifth step, you know, where my part was in it, and I wrote him a letter, read it at the cemetery, um, but. You know, the way I make, and I, I did that, but then the way I make the living amends is now my mom is much older, and, you know, I, I try to remember, I practice remembering to treat her the way I would have wanted to treat him as a as a way of making amends to him, um, because now I am able to be much more present and available and helpful and of service, um, not getting patient and stuff like that. And the other part that I have to make amends to him for was changing my behavior in the area of, you know, the, the fear. And that of losing a parent and having to be independent. And in this case, you know, with my mom, I have to, that's something I got to keep practicing. And I do, but it's very imperfect um, fear of, of losing her and what I'm going to, what that's going to be like. You know, when, when and meanwhile, I have no idea when that's going to happen. It's not like that's in my control um, or of anything. But, you know, for what happened in the past, but the amends is for the present and, and this moment. And I practice living in the moment. And, and I have seen, I see change in myself and change in our relationships and, um, I see how higher power is working in my life today with that. And then the other thing that strikes me is the not to do, to not delay. You know, I, I each time I go through the steps, I, there's always like one amend that I really want to or apology that I want to put off because it's, I'm afraid it's going to be very uncomfortable and scary. But what I find is that it's, I feel better. I always feel better afterwards. You know, no matter how it's received and. My experience has been there usually received well, um, but to delay is increases the chance of going back backwards. I don't want to go backwards. Um, 
I do, you know, I got I got to start all over again. And and then I'm in pain and I cause other people pain sometimes. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to share that. Thanks. I pass. <clears throat> Thanks, Jennifer P. Is Miriam available? Hi, it's Miriam Rifka. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Go ahead, Miriam. Thanks so much. This is Miriam Rifka, H. Compulsive uh, Eater in New Jersey. I just wanted to share something that I just recently experienced in the ninth step. Um, I, I had become aware that my dad you know, um, was feeling like I had harmed him. He, he reached out to me and he let me know that he yeah. wishes we had a closer relationship. Um, he wishes that he had more contact with my children. And I realized right away this is something I'm going to need to make amends for. However, I'm a people pleaser. So, you know, when I first wrote out what my amends should be, it was all about, you know, responding to all the complaints he had about me. It was all about, you know, you're right, I was wrong in this, 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 this. And it was servile. Um, you know, I had to t- stop and take a look at what was my part in this because, truthfully, I, I had a good reason you know, for not having that much contact with him. I needed to protect myself in certain areas. Yet at the same time, you know, at this point, I was able to recognize that it might be time to try to pick up the relationship a little bit. So, you know, I was guided that my my amends shouldn't feel yucky. It shouldn't, you know, make me feel like my stomach is in knots, like I'm, you know, doing the wrong thing it should feel good it should feel like I'm doing the right thing and I I had it took a a, you know several days until I was able to just get the right guidance you know I asked higher power for help multiple times and finally I was able to write out a very concise sincere humble amends about you know apologizing for the pain I caused him by not being more in contact and coming up with an actual action plan of how we can have more contact and, you know, also trusting higher power to guide me, you know, if this is going to be working out or not, and we'll, we'll see how it goes. But it just, it was helpful because my first inclination was like to just go in there and be this like, you know, bumbling, you know, I, I don't know, just, you know, making myself very lowly. And, and that's not, you know, like it says, like, we stand on our feet. You know, we don't, we don't have to, we don't have to make ourselves into something that, that, that we don't need to be. And with that, I pass. Thank you all for your shares. Thank you, Marion Rifka H. Okay, who else would like to share on this paragraph? Devorah S. Devorah S. Courtney B. Courtney B. Stacey Kelly. Basic K. Sherry K. Gina G. R. That's, I heard Sherry K. B. And what's that? Gina. Tina. Gina R. Gina R. Great. Okay, we'll stop there for now. Uh, we have Devorah S. Courtney B. Stacy K. Sherry K. B. And Gina R. Please go ahead, Devorah. Uh, I can't hear you. I just hear a lot of noise. Are you there? 
Okay, I we're having trouble with Devora. Let's try Courtney B. Courtney B. Recovered compulsive overeater in Northern California. Can you hear me? I can. Yes. Well, I just you know I had a memory when we were reading this, and wow, I had made amends to my mom, of course, quite a while back, and now again as she's aged and Dad said, you know take care of her if I go first. I said, yes. And, oh, my God, then he died. Um, but, oh, my goodness, you know, like, boy, is she good at the guilt. Guilt, guilt, guilt. Oh, oh, oh. And it, I just was in, just twist the knots all the time. And one time she was coming at me again with all that guilt and shame and stuff that moms are so good at. And in my head, I saw an old, you know, Wells Fargo Bank stamp that said paid in full. Boom. And I got it. I said, you know what, Mom? I have paid you in full. I've made amends. I've paid you back. I'm continuing to pay you back. Enough with the guilt. I don't think it's going to work anymore. And I was so stunned. And she was stunned. We both kind of went, huh, huh? And I said, yeah, you know, I've paid you in full. I really have enough. And it's not going to work anymore. And it was so freeing. Paid in full, boom, account done. Yeah, it changed everything. So, but that I pass. Thank you, Courtney B. Devara S., are you able to unmute? Hi, I'm here. Is this better? Yes, much better. Go ahead, Devara. Great. Thank you, everyone. Devorah and New Jersey recovered. So, you know, this last sentence, as God's people, we stand on our feet. We don't fall before anyone. And, um... Is that your background noise, Devorah? It's very noisy. It's not by me. It's, not by me. it's very quiet in my house now. It's, it's oh. My... Okay. Could everyone please make sure you're muted by pressing star one? Okay, Devorah, let's try again. Go ahead. Okay, so that last sentence, as God's people, we stand on our feet. We don't crawl before anyone. And, you know, I I just have to remember why I'm doing this. Um, I don't need validation from other people um, because I'm coming to them and making amends. I don't want, I don't need their opinion of me. I don't, you know, why am I doing this? This is a godly thing. And my self-worth comes from my higher power. So for me, it's like, you know, put aside all my fears and all my stuff and and come and do the next right thing. And this is, this is you know, and I can let, you know, my fears get in the way. Um, but when I put this in front of me, I can stand on our feet. We don't fall before anyone. And, you know, just remember why I'm doing this. I'm doing this because I don't want to eat again. But this is what, this is what a spiritual life is. I got to own up to my part and show up root up, show up, and, and shut up, right, they say. But here I have to really just come out and, and talk about it and be honest with another person and, um, and just know that this is, this is what the spiritual life is all about, that this is the actions that I need to take. Um, and, um, and it works. And uh, I'm really grateful for the directions here. Um, because it's, um, without them, you know, I'd be, you know, a self will run riot. So really, really grateful to have these 
clear-cut directions so that I could um, utilize them and um, and and make it work. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Devorah F. Stacy K. Please go ahead. Good morning, Kathy. This is Stacy K. from Colorado. Can you hear me? I can. Thank you. Awesome. Happy Monday, everybody. I feel kind of inclined, you know, this is the, this is the end of the ninth step in the big book, and I just am reminded of so many things when it says there may be some wrongs we can never fully right. We don't worry about them if we can honestly say to ourselves that we would write them if we could. And I just, I, I love that line, right? Because in step eight, we're willing to make amends to them all. And step nine, we're going to make those direct amends. But this, you know, we can't, we can't necessarily, you know, make, you know, make them all right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I get to remember all those things, you know, like we must not shrink. And I'm reminded all the time that I was willing to go to any length for my recovery today. And that just means that I got to do these, I got to do this work. I got to do these steps and I can't forget about them, right? Because we start our 10th step and we, we might not have finished all our amends. And it's easy to get in 10, 11, and 12 and, and forget some. <laughs> so, and, um, so we have to remember that we have to get through all of our amends. And, um, you know, I just, I just think about how we go, how we go, how, how we do this. We just keep asking God to show us, you know, when we want to be able to go in a helpful and forgiving spirit. And we, and we do have a sincere desire to start right the wrong, right? If we're practicing these principles and we're doing this deal, then we want to make it right, you know? I honestly want to make it right, but I can't force myself on someone. I can't make them say it's okay, Stacy. You know, that's, because that's what I want. That's my motive at the beginning, I think. It's, it's like, make me feel better. Make me feel okay. Make it, I want to have this this wonderful, you know, I don't know, fantasy relationship with, with everybody, friends and my mom or, or whoever, and you know, my husband. And it's like, you know, we got to work on relationships and not all relationships are going to be perfect, but I got to do my utmost, you know, to, to make this right. And, and, and that just, that just comes with uh, continued prayer for me and working with a sponsor about those things, you know, like, um, how old amends might look, you know, scripting it, because I got to keep it simple too. Um, but yeah, and this this part about not being able to make it right, I, I really got to pray about that because, um, you know, sometimes I, I get twisted up in my head and it's like I'm not necessarily, um, you know, wanting to do it because of fear, you know? So it's that balancing thing about checking, checking motives and looking at my fear. What is my fear about going to a person? So anyway, with that, I will, will pass. Thanks. Thank you, Stacy K. Sherry KB, please go ahead. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning, everybody. This is Sherry KB in Northern California. Grateful, recovered, compulsive, reader. And um, just grateful to continue to talk about step nine and thank you for your service Kathy um, you know I've just been listening to everybody and thinking about this and you know we have directions here about to be 
sensible, tactful, considerate, and humble without being servile, scraping. And I love looking up words. And servile means to be like like a slave, to uh, be submissive or have a submissive attitude, um, a feeling of less than. And scraping means to be um, irritating, harsh, quarrelsome. So it's telling me, you know, that I don't, I don't go in there with that type of attitude, even if I've done the damage a lot. Um, I still go in humbly and with considerate and being tactful. I know that it's important to make an appointment with the person to call them and tell them that you'd like to come by and not just drop in on them or surprise them. Um, And also, you know, I think about um, when, you know, someone has done me a lot of harm and, you know, where is my part in all of this? And what I remember is that, you know, the rent I gave them in my head, maybe I talked behind their back to other siblings or if it were about parents and, you know, talked to other siblings about um, my parents. I What I learned how to make an amends because they, they're both gone um, was to not talk ill of them anymore, to see them the way my higher power saw them, to make an amends that way and to not get on the the uh, kind of gossip train with my with my family the way they used to, and that is my way of making a, a living amends to people who have passed, um, and to um, you know just really see you know what I saw about myself was even though things had been done to me, I saw the judgments that I did of others, and in a way of making a living amends was to stop the judgments um, of other people that are living as well as stop talking of the people who had passed, um, that was very helpful for me. Um, and if I can't see them, I can make, I can write an honest letter. Um, and I don't postpone, you know, it's important. However, on the other side of it is that I still, want, I've done the best I could and I move on. I don't, I don't stay stuck in step nine and not move on to step ten. And whatever maybe didn't happen in step nine will come up in my step ten and I can still clean it up then. So we can look at it in a lot of ways. And it's just so important um, to talk to the fellows and talk to other people and talk to your to your sponsor, as well as, of course, the last reliance and always the reliance for me is always relying on my higher power about what to do. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Sherry KB. Uh, Gina R., please go ahead. Good morning, Kathy. Thank you so much for your service and all on the line, especially the newcomer. This is Gina R., gratefully recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body in Green Valley, Arizona. This is making me uh, remember the amends that I made to my daughter. And I was... um, pretty excited about getting the process going and she was my third amend and the first two had gone really really well and um, I think I was kind of on a a pink cloud of sorts and once I made the amend and if I I, and when I asked her if there was anything else um, she had a whole list of things and I could feel the um, lead just coming down from uh, my head to my heart and it was it was just 
it was almost unbearable. And I kept remembering this paragraph, and it says, we should be sensible, tactful, considerate, and humble without being servile or scraping. What I realized is I had to sit there and just listen. I didn't have to be defensive. The problem was my body language became defensive, and I wasn't even aware of it. And she pointed that out to me. And in the moment, I really felt like I had done the amend wrong or that I wasn't perfectly ready. And it was very, very um, challenging to my perfectionistic spirit. Once I was all done and I let her say what she needed to say and I just received it, um, I didn't have that sense of well-being like I did with the other amends. But I did know that um, I could honestly say that I would have righted those wrongs if I could. The thing for me, and this is probably the scariest part about this disease for me, is most of the stuff that she listed, I couldn't even remember. And I now know that for me, I was in a food fog and a blackout most of the time when I was eating. And I just simply don't remember big chunks of my life, especially with very important um, and loving family members. I'm happy to say that today um, we're focusing on the amends part, which is how I'm living it and how I can just listen to her and I don't have to um, be in a position where I'm trying to correct or judge or anything like that. So grateful for this program, and with that, I pass. Thank you very much, Gina R. Hey, we have time for a few more. Who would like to share? Leanne W. Okay, Leanne W. We have another person. Donna W. Donna W. And let's see, we might have time for one more. Okay, we'll go with those. Leanne W., please go ahead. Yes, hi, this is Leanne W. from Massachusetts. Can I be heard? Yes, you can. Oh, terrific. And I just really want to thank everybody who shared before me. And so when I had gone through the steps previously in the late 90s, uh, early 2000s, I had gotten to step nine and knew that I needed to make an amends to my mother. I had been estranged from my mother for many years. And so I made this amends to her. And um, I was so anxious going into it that I actually had to do role playing with my sponsor at the time. And so uh, that really worked uh, well for me because as I was going through the amends process, my sponsor had played me. And so when I was sitting with my mother, she had gone through and began to tell me all of the things that I had done wrong, the things that I failed to apologize for. And I really just assumed my sponsor's um, attitude at that time, which helped me. I had such a spiritual experience from that. I had this great white light. It was really profound. Um, I had such a sense of relief. But at the end of making my amends to my mom, she said that she could not forgive me. And I had um, spoken to my sponsor, I anticipated this, and I, I had a sense that that was going to happen. That was May 1st of 2000. 
And um, it was July 4th of 2001 when my mother finally came to me and said that she could forgive me and that maybe she had things to apologize for, too. But during that year, I had to do a living amends to her, and that was probably the, the best part of it. And so she died in 2006, and when she died, this, she was literally my best friend when she died, which was so profound. I wish I could say my story ended there. It didn't. Um, I failed to enrich my spiritual life, and after she died, I did break my abstinence and had to work really hard to get into this program. And then as a result of continuously working the program, there were other things that had come up after she had died. Um, but again, I just continued to do a living amends. And so, you know, I just want to encourage those that are out there to trust the process. It really works. Um, the promises do come, and with that, I pass. Thank you very much, Leanne W. Donna W., please go ahead. Thanks so much. This is Donna W. from Northern California, and I'm so grateful to be abstinent and recovered today and to be on a call and, um, and uh, to, to be working through the big book with everyone. And, um, yeah, so let's see, a couple of uh, thoughts. One of them, I, I did amends with my um, oldest sister, and I had not heard about, is there anything else? Um, that's new to me since I've been doing a, a vision for you. Um, so I, I uh, because she's very much a victim, and so I was very careful to not um, take on all of what she wanted to blame me for. So I, I gave amends for one very specific thing. And at the end of it, she said, is that it? And, and I said, well, for now. So it really helped me to set some clear boundaries to not take on all of her stuff with the amends. And um, as others have shared, you know, I've, I've been doing a living amends with my mom. She broke her foot this year, and I've been a service. She's like one of my service calls most days. And uh, our relationship has really blossomed, and I'm grateful for that. And then also we don't delay, you know, um, and I've really taken that into my life. So, you know, if I have issues with my husband, I make amends right away, or with others, I make amends right away, because if I don't, then I'm going to be eating over them soon enough, so it really helps me to keep my side of the street clean, and also think about, like, you know, do I want to have to make amends about this? As a as a kid, I stole a lot, little things, but um, I, I stole a lot, and, um, you know, every now and then I think, oh, it'd be really nice to have that thing and not pay for it, and I think, well, you know what, but then I'm going to have to make amends, and... Um, and that's not part of my life today. So the amends has been really part of like kind of a, a guiding principle um, for for how I how I live my life. You know, I I, I, I pause before behaviors so that um, to think about whether I'm going to want to make amends for them or not. So gratefully abstinent, gratefully recovered, and uh, praying to be in fit spiritual condition today. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Donna W. Uh, we have time for one or two more shares. Would anyone like to take a share? Well, this is Kathy. I'll take. Hey, it's John. Oh, okay. 
that sometimes after I've made an amends and I continue to grow spiritually, I discover six months, a year, or two years later that um, there was something else that um, I should have made an amends for. I think about this with my parents who the more spiritually fit I become, um, the more aware I become of things in my childhood um, that where I did harm to them. And they're both deceased now, so what I've done in those cases is to uh, write letters and um, read them to a sponsor or a fellow traveler, or if I can get to the, the grave sites where, which are in another state, um, I might do that as well. So what helps me to remember is that actually steps eight and nine are a lifelong process. What we do when we first go through the steps is we do the best we can with our amends. But there are always opportunities to go further as we become more aware and clearer and uh, able uh, to humbly um, go to another person, whether for real or in a spiritual way, to make our wrongs right. And with that, I pass. Okay, it's time to close the meeting. Um, let's see, we will close with the reading from the big book on page 164. And I will ask Marie J. to read a vision for you. Thanks, Kathy. This is Marie J., Recover Compulsive Overeater in, in uh, Colorado. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you forgot. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then.